Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. I'm your host, resident fitness expert Matt, and on today's episode, I will be interviewing high-performing 9 to 5 Jenna. Jenna has most recently worked in employee relations and enjoys a diverse amount of exercise activity, ranging from Latin dance to weightlifting. I'll be asking Jenna about her experience learning on how to stay on track with her weight training, strategies for staying motivated, and continuing to seek knowledge about health and fitness to optimize her performance long term. All right, Jenna, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day to join us on the 9 to 5 Fitness Podcast. We are excited to be talking to you, and the main reason that we're excited to talk to you is because we've seen a lot of really good exercise technique videos that you've been posting on your Instagram, and the reason that we're excited about that is, number one, it looks like you've taken the time to really learn and understand the movements and what you've been doing. But at the same time, knowing that it's not something that you do as a profession, but you've taken the time to learn and educate yourself on the benefits of resistance training, weightlifting, um, to help you accomplish your goal. So can you kind of just give our listeners a little bit of background information on kind of what led you to learning more about weightlifting and why you decided to focus on it a little bit more over the past year or so? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have been active my whole life. I grew up playing sports. I played soccer and tennis, and I also did quite a bit of dancing throughout my life. Um, and that continued after college and I continued dancing and I actually got focused in on partner dancing and was competing in different forms of dance. And then about two or three years ago, I got into Latin dancing and, um, specifically into a dance called bachata, Um, and in bachata, the girls often wear not as much, not as many clothes. Um, they, they tend to wear a lot of leotards and just tight fitting clothes. And last year I was competing on a team and I was starting to teach bachata. And to be honest, I was really self-conscious. I realized that I was not fully confident in my skin and I'd go out and get ready for these performances. And I just felt this sense of hesitancy in me, um, And I, it was something, it was actually a comment that my partner had made to me. It wasn't anything degrading by any means, but, um, it was something along the lines of, um, commenting actually on another girl's physique and it really motivated me. It really pushed me into wanting to look into how to, um, take more control of my body in ways that I hadn't previously. And so I started getting, or started looking into weightlifting and started researching and, um, trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I can do and how can I be proactive in, um, shaping my body? And that's really, that was my initial motivation. Um, and so that's what got me started last May, um, more or less the end of last May, started doing a lot of research, started talking to people, um, looking things up. I started going onto social media and looking at exercises and just jumped into it, trying to figure out how to do that. And so that was my very, in a way, I don't know if you could say superficial, but it was all about looks for me in the beginning of really wanting to take control of that for the sake of dance. Um, and then I found that within really the first month that I was in love with it, I just loved weightlifting. I loved, um, how it felt. I loved the results I was seeing really quickly. I just felt like it was this hobby I had never known about. And, and so I was 
ecstatic about it, honestly. And so from there, I just continued to learn. And I, I saw that my goals shifted from just purely being about looking good to be in a leotard um, to really, really pushing myself to lift heavier and to, um, yeah, be reaching different goals than what I had initially intended. So, um, yeah, it's been quite the journey, but really fun. And I'm still dancing. I don't dance quite as much as I did before, um, but I'm still dancing. And it just feels so good because I'm, I'm so much more confident in my skin, even if I haven't reached all the goals that I want. I just feel like I have more control of, of my body. Yeah, that's that's great. That's wonderful. And and, and uh, thanks for sharing that that uh, personal information. Um, I think uh, I think a lot of people kind of initially when they set out on their health and fitness journey, they have uh, you know this this motivating factor wherever it comes from, whether it's a comment, whether it's how they feel, you know, motivation from somebody else that's doing it right. You know, you come you have to you have to est- I call it you have to establish kind of the why. Like why are you why are you going to start to do this? Why do you care about it? What does it mean to you? Um, and a lot of times that can shift, right? It might start off one way, like from a physique standpoint, but then, you know, it might shift uh, as you age or as you get more experience, you get more knowledge, uh, that motivation can shift. So I think you're, you're a good example of how kind of it starts off one way, but then all of a sudden, wow, I'm seeing all these other great benefits from, you know, training in different and new ways. Uh, specifically in terms of weightlifting and resistance training that you may not have known before. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, now I have all these other amazing feelings and motivations that I can continue to build on, and not only for my activities like dance, uh, but but for my whole life. Um, you know, you can you can have benefits from, from weightlifting and resistance training that can last your lifetime. So do you find that kind of that is accurate in terms of how you view... Um, I guess your overall health and fitness, just from you know the standpoint of you're motivated by this kind of physical appearance goal, but now all of a sudden it's shifted to where now it's a more well-rounded kind of lifestyle uh, that that you see lasting, I guess, throughout your life. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest challenge, I think there's several, but I'd say the biggest one has been throughout my life really even before this year has been time um, has been setting aside time to really commit to working out in whatever capacity or however that looks. Cause it can be so easy if it's not a priority to put it off and to put other things first. Um, and so I think over the years it's been, it's been for me trying to figure out a rhythm and a routine and really committing myself to that. Um, and I, I tend to do better in routine. So if I have some kind of structure, if I, even set it in my calendar, I've found that, um, let's say I'm working out five times a week. I will just make sure it's in my calendar. So when I'm scheduling other things with friends or doing other things, it's already there. So I don't have to, or I don't get tempted to push it off and not do it. So I think even years, uh, prior, that's been something really important for me. Um, I just tend to do better with those rhythms and those routines because it keeps me in that. I'd say other challenges, kind of back to what I had mentioned before was not really knowing what to do or not feeling comfortable in a gym setting fully. And so I would stay on a treadmill. <laughs> I would walk into the gym and just be like, well, okay, I know how to do this machine and I know how to do this machine. And so this is what I'm going to do because I don't want to look silly. And so that, that was a challenge in the past. And so for the most part, I literally was just running and maybe doing a few things here and there. But yeah, so I think a a challenge for me has been or had been knowing who to talk to, knowing what information to look into to get more comfortable, 
that was a struggle for sure. And I felt kind of helpless in that. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, work, of course, this goes back to the time piece. Uh, it can be it can be really tricky to push through if you've had a hard, a hard day or you've had a long day to, again, stick to that schedule and, and go to the gym even when you don't feel like it. So it's that motivation. And sometimes I don't have motivation and sometimes you just have to push through it. <laughs> it can be hard, but I think, again, those are, those are issues that I've continued to deal with up until now, but I've found, again, those structures really help to, to get past. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, I tell this to people a lot when they're kind of thinking about what they should start doing. And uh, I always say, you know, it's great that you're thinking about starting to do that, but you need to make sure that you have time to do it. I mean, you can create the best exercise program in the world, but if you can't hold yourself accountable to completing it in a timely manner, then it doesn't matter how effective it is because <laughs> you're not you're not making the time to do it. So um, I'm glad that you brought that up because time is a is a huge factor when it comes to working with with people that have busy busy lifestyles and they have nine to five jobs. Um, and you know you you being one of them, like you have you've had to juggle um, you know working full time and the responsibilities of life and making sure that you're taking care of everything uh, that you need to do. And then also. By the way, making sure that you have time to take care of yourself um, physically. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's always a huge... The, the two things that we get um, kind of stuck on the most is, number one, you know, why am I not motivated to do this? And then number two, when you find that motivation, okay, well, how am I going to set aside enough time uh, to get to where, where I want to be? So And kind of how do I continue to hold myself accountable um, so the ways that you mentioned, you know, making sure that you're putting it in your calendar, scheduling it just as important as any other appointment that you have, whether it's a doctor's appointment, whether it's, uh, you know, time with the family, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, eating, uh, that it's on your schedule. It's just as important as everything else that's on your schedule. That doesn't mean that you, you know, blow off, you know, family or friends that, that need you, but it just means that, you know, at, at at some point, you have to make it a priority. Uh, otherwise, it's just it's going to keep falling to the wayside, and you're never going to get to where you want to be. So, what are what are some other ways that you've kind of been able to keep yourself accountable? Yeah, I think a big one for me, and this is this kind of came naturally. Um, but as I've spent more time in the gym, and as I've spent more time in this world of training, I've met a lot of other women who are also in that same world and, and go specifically to my gym. So I think these individuals are probably the most helpful for me in keeping me accountable. So my friends at the gym who I know what time to go to the gym, I know what they're working on. Um, I know what their goals are. And even just last night, I, it, it's informal. So it's not a structured formal coaching or any, anything like that, but just a check-in of like, Hey, what are your goals? What are you reaching towards? What are you struggling with? How can we help each other? to get there. And, and that again happened informally. I just met them through the gym and really enjoyed their presence and enjoyed learning from them. And so it's been really helpful in that way and keeping me accountable because yeah, it's not that they'll uh, check in on me every day, but they'll see me on a weekly basis. And so that's been really, that's been really helpful. Yeah. And also my boyfriend has been really helpful too. He is similarly on, or he's on a similar journey um, in training and he pushes me more than I would push myself probably. And he lifts with me often. And so that's really nice. So again, that's similar in having a partner that you can go with to the gym that can encourage you, can 
help you throughout that process, I think is really wonderful. In terms of other accountabilities, I feel like honestly, those are my main ones. I'm a pretty motivated person in general, so I, I don't struggle terribly with it. It does come up for sure. But I'd say between the the relationships that I have who are also into training um, and the scheduling that I make sure to prioritize, I, I've felt pretty good about it. I was glad you mentioned the accountability partners because that's definitely one of the more successful ways that people can stick to any type of plan that they are trying to make, especially if you find somebody that's on a similar path as you because now not only are you you know, if you're choosing not to go to the gym, you're choosing not to eat healthy, like obviously you're going to, you're letting yourself down a little bit if you are on that, on that path and you set that goal for yourself. But now you've got this other individual who you're like, oh man, like I'm letting them down too. Like I don't want to let two people down or myself and them. Um, so it is def- it is definitely a, a good motivating uh, factor as well. Um, great. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's very helpful information. I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners will find a lot of value in, in, in what you shared. Uh, let's go ahead and we got a few minutes left. Um, real quick, let's kind of go over some of the, some of your favorite ways to train either. And you can go over number one. This is going to be across the board. So whether it's equipment, whether it's a specific type of program, what do you do when you're not at the gym? If you're at home, if you're short on time, what are just some of your favorite go-to ways to train? Uh, that you found to be the most successful for helping you continue to make progress? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is is lifting. I've been loving it so much and just being in the weight room, resistance training, just I love the gym atmosphere for myself purely because it's really motivating to be around other individuals who are doing the same thing. And I have a competitive a- aspect to myself, so I do the best in the gym setting um, in terms of cardio, I don't love, it's funny, I used to run purely on the machine, but now (laughs) I don't love it. And so if I'm at the gym and I'm looking to do cardio or at home, and this is a home workout that I do relatively frequently, is I do a hit circuit. Um, And so if it's at the gym, I'll just find a space in the gym. If it's at home, really anywhere. Um, But I'll try to do a hit circuit. So it's not terribly long, 20 minutes, and I am really sweating and it's great for fat burning. So I really enjoy doing that. And then in terms of other forms of cardio, I love dance. Being a dancer is really helpful in that way. Um, I used to compete in two-step and, and I have been dancing in Latin. And so I can just go out pretty much any night and just get hours of cardio doing that. So that's really nice. Um, so if anybody's looking for a fun activity to, um, get some exercise in. I highly recommend partner dancing. It is a great social activity. Um, it's so much fun. So yeah, I'd say those are my favorite. And then being in Colorado, I love hiking. I, in the summertime, the winter's hard. Um, but I love hiking 14ers. It's really fun for me to be able to get to the top of a mountain. It just feels wonderful. So yeah, I'd say that those are my favorite. And then at, at home, I would say for those that are working out at home, the HIIT workout, like I mentioned, but then also resistance bands are wonderful and they can be really great if you aren't sure what to do, even just typing in online resistance bands workouts and see what comes up. And there's so many great things that you can do just at your home. So don't feel limited if you don't have a gym membership. There's ways to work out. Uh, real quick, I just want you to share kind of what the inspiration behind your Instagram account is and kind of what's the message you're trying to share um, or the purpose behind it. And then after that, I want you to kind of, if you could, if you could tell people three things to help them along their health and fitness journey, uh, what would be those three things you would tell people? So the Instagram account kind of happened 
I wouldn't say on accident, but kind of. My friends had been asking since I'd been getting into training weightlifting how I could share that with them. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start an Instagram and I'll show you, I'll show you guys my workouts that way. And so I didn't take it terribly seriously. I was just like, well, I'll post every once in a while and hopefully it's encouraging to someone. Um, and and then in March, so really recently, I decided, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to put a lot more effort into this because I know how helpful social media was for me and feeling more comfortable about the exercise I was doing. And I would love to be able to pass that off to other individuals. And I'd say my main motivation, as I mentioned earlier, is my heart and real passion is to have women feel comfortable in the weight room. And as a result, or even in tandem with, of course, um, to feel uh, comfortable in their skin. So just comfortable in their bodies, feel like they have control, feel like they can move forward with their goals and know where to start. And I really want to have that message to come across and to feel like women feel empowered. Um, it's great if men fall as well, but I, um, I'm definitely more passionate about the ladies. And so that's where that came from. And it's been so much fun. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. So it's just been a, a neat outlet for me to be able to hopefully share some helpful information. And then if I had to pick three things to take away for you guys to take away. Um, I think I would say one, this might sound cheesy, but I think number one would be that it is possible and that you can do it. If you have a goal or if you have an aim that you're reaching towards in terms of your physical activity, um, you can get there. And I think I didn't realize how much I didn't believe it was possible that my body could or would change. So that really hindered me for years. And so when I realized, oh wait, I can do this, that was very liberating for me. So even just changing that mindset. The second thing I would say is ask for help. I can very honestly be a prideful person sometimes, and it can be really tough to ask for help when I don't know what I'm doing. But I just want people to know that there are individuals who really want to help and have tons of helpful information. So definitely ask in whatever outlet you feel most comfortable, if that's at the gym with a trainer there, or if that's a friend who might be a little bit farther along, or if that's someone on Instagram, or if it's me or whoever, like just being able to know that you can ask for that help and it's a good thing. And then the third thing I would say would be just generally, it's a journey. I think it's really easy to get overwhelmed or feel like I have to achieve something by this point, or I have to be perfect by this point in time, or I need to have it all together by X of date. But it is a journey. And so I think really creating small goals for yourself to reach over time and to celebrate those small wins is really, really big because it's not about achieving the perfect physique by a certain time. It's really incorporating these healthy aspects of fitness and training and, and health into your life that is going to be sustainable and long-term. And so, yeah, setting small goals and celebrating those wins. That's perfect. Wow. Great. Man, we, we, we really appreciate uh, all this information, Jenna, that you shared. I'm, I'm positive that our listeners are going to find it extremely helpful, especially uh, when they kind of follow you on your Instagram page and kind of see uh, exactly kind of what, what you're doing. And I tell a lot of people like, you know, Instagram can have, it can kind of put you in a negative place sometime because you're seeing all these individuals who, you know, look great and are performing well. Um, but it can also be a very useful accountability tool if, if you use it that way. Um, so, and I wasn't sure if you were using it this way, just from what you shared, but 
I know a lot of people use it as, hey, you know, I've committed to sharing kind of my journey on Instagram, and that can be a very, very good accountability tool um, because if you have because if you have people that are checking up on you on your Instagram account, uh, they can say, hey, like, why didn't you post your workout today? Like, what's going on? Uh, got to got, got, stay on track, you know? So some people have been very successful as using that as an accountability tool. So yeah, anyway, great. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Jenna, we're going to continue to follow you on your journey at uh, Jenna Marie Fit. And don't worry, we're going to go ahead and make sure that uh, we have that information. So if our listeners want to follow you as well to get more motivation, uh, they can easily do that on our podcast page. So again, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to catching up with you later. Thank you for joining us at 9to5Fitness. We hope you enjoyed this interview and learned something useful to help you on your health and fitness journey. If you want to follow Jenna, you can check her out on Instagram at Jenna Marie Fit, where she will continue to demonstrate her growing passion and heart to help women feel comfortable in the weight room and in their skin. Thank you for listening and stay on the lookout for our next interview where we will continue to bring you real life motivation and information to help you on your health and fitness journey.